Hey, what's up, you guys? What's going on? Welcome to The Camera Adds 10 Pounds. That's right. I'm your host, Peter Sears. What's up? Uh, before we start, you guys, just got to let you know this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Performa.com. Performa, they have all of your fitness accessory needs. You guys know what I'm talking about. They got shaker cups. They have the coolest fucking shaker cups. I have so many of them. Um, they have workout towels. They have the best workout towels. They are soft. They clean everything. And they just look cool. Um, they have pill containers. They have meal prep containers, meal prep bags. They have wrist straps, wrist wraps. Um, they have so many things. So um, do yourself a favor. If you have a fitness enthusiast in your life like me, Go to Performa.com, enter promo code 10 pounds. That's the word 10, the word pounds. You will save 15% off of your order. And as also, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Bucked Up Supplements. That's right, Bucked Up. They are a supplement company. And uh, I take a lot of their stuff, and I'm pretty fucking jacked right now. So, um, fun fact, I'm actually psych... Well, so I'm taking pre-workout right now. But I am cycling off of caffeine for a couple weeks, so I'm actually taking caffeine-free pre-workout and some other stuff, some pumpocalypse, which will help also with the pump. So um, I did actually my first workout with it on Sunday I w- when I ran, and it worked great. Only thing that uh, <laughs> I ran into was just the fact that it was 95 degrees when I decided to ride run a 15k which is 9.32 miles and so whatever anyway um, do yourselves a favor if you want to get in shape or you want to get more muscle or more lean whatever your fitness goal is go to bucked up they have all kinds of supplements they have pre-workout post-workout intro workout creatine they have new bars what yeah dude they've got buck feed protein they have so many things so do yourself a favor like i said if you want to get in shape or get in better shape go to buckedup.com enter the promo code 10 pounds that's the number 10 the word pounds and you will save 20 percent off your order and if you don't want to you know if you don't want to uh commit to a whole bag of stuff or whatever um you know just buy a sample pack it's like 10 bucks it's actually not 10 bucks. It's actually free, the sample pack. You just have to pay for shipping and handling. So anyway, um, without further ado, I there's you'll see what I'm talking about. I love you more than a California sunset. More than a beer when you ain't funny. Except for that part. More than a Sunday morning Lord turning some poor so That's a song called More Than My Hometown by uh, a country artist named Morgan Wallen, who um, may or may not be racist. I don't know. He kind of got canceled like last year, a couple years ago because of it. He said the N-word. Like, I don't know. But he seems to be back because he's won some Grammys and... I know he was performing in L.A. this weekend, so, you know, at the Crypto.com arena. So, I mean, things seem to be pretty doing pretty well now, you know. Um, but that's a song called More Than My Hometown, and uh really resonates for me because uh, it kind of uh, talks about the situation that I'm currently dealing with. I was 
debating whether or not I have a couple guests that I'm interviewing for the podcast this week, but um, those podcasts will air at a later date. Um, but uh, I, you know, as an artist, I, you know, I use everything in my life in some capacity. Like I don't use necessarily, I try to use everything that happens to me in my stand-up, but it doesn't always it doesn't always translate to funny for me at least like you know maybe if i was an amazing writer i could make everything funny but sometimes i just can't like i was just talking about this to uh one of my guys uh, one of the guys in my baseball team like um you know he was asking me if it's hard to do stand-up comedy and i'm like well define hard because <laughs> i fucking bust my ass and i'm still a nobody but i i have a career in it and it's only gonna continue to ascend but it's a grind man it's not for everybody um for a number of reasons and uh you know but like i said as an artist i'm always looking to you know i mean i i do these podcasts you know this podcast for the last what i'm almost at four years i think that we've been doing this podcast and uh might actually be at four years honestly that's not uh yeah maybe give or take because you know I, i'll miss a couple episodes here and there we're at what like 140 so you figure 52 weeks a year it's definitely not three years you know i took a month off here and took a couple weeks off here and there and like you know um but i've talked about everything going on in my life on this podcast and mostly on stage you know and I've been trying to, I, I was debating whether or not I was going to do this, and I said, you know what, man, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be being true to myself, or, you know, my life as an artist, and as a motivator of sorts to people and stuff, if I didn't do this episode, so, um, so that song, I'll just, I'll, I'm going to play the chorus again for you guys really quick, like, you got to listen to it, okay? First line, I love you more than a California sunset, by the way, which is, I don't know, I don't love anybody more than that. It just sounds good in a song, you know what I mean? Sometimes, like, you just put things in songs because they sound good, so, anyway, here we go. I just need you to know that I love you more than a California sunset, more than a beer when you ain't 21 yet, more than a Sunday morning, Lord, turn the sun, pull off so Um, so if you listen to that song, he's basically telling these, you know, this girl that he loves her more than all these things, except for her hometown or for except for his hometown. He doesn't love her more than his hometown. So in the, in the song, if you listen to the whole thing, like I said, it's Morgan Wallen, more than my hometown. Um, <laughs> it's about this girl who's leaving their town he met her and um she's going to nashville i think I don't, he might even say it in the song but she's like a country star aspiring and she needs to go to that town 
to uh, to pursue a career in country music. And he's like, you know, I love you. And he's telling, talking about all these things that he loves about this girl. But he's just like, I can't, I can't go with you. You know, I don't love you more than my hometown. And, you know, for me, I have a very similar situation because, you know, I'm sure some of you guys listening to this know me personally. Um, so hi. And if you do know me personally, then you may or may not know. But uh, last week, my my girl, my muse, um, Ashton and I, uh, broke up. I was debating whether or not I was going to do a podcast about this, but like I said, I wouldn't be being, I wouldn't be being true to myself if I didn't do it, you know? Um, so yeah, we had a, um, (laughs) this was kind of a shitty week for me, if I'm being honest, but, um, the thing is, is that, uh, you know, without, you know, I'm not going to put everything out there, but, um, as you guys know, you know, I was in Oklahoma for a good portion of COVID. So I was out there from May of 2020, you know, height of the pandemic until I came back home, uh, last September. So I've, as of like the other day, it's been officially a year since I've been back home and, uh, I don't love my hometown more than I love Ashton. I want to make that clear, but the song does resonate because, you know, the whole time, I mean, you guys know, we all thought that COVID was going to be, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve, (laughs) right? You know, two weeks and then it's like, oh, it's going to be a couple more weeks and a month. And it's like, so, you know, I had never intended on being in Oklahoma for so long, you know, Um, but you know, because I was, I, I made, you know, I talked, talked about it, but I met some really wonderful people. I'm, you know, worked, I made the most out of my experiences. You know, I worked on the farm, worked at a fucking furniture store. I worked at a couple gyms. Like I was just trying to do it. And all the while, you know, still kind of doing comedy. You know, I went back to work, uh, the first weekend of September of 2020 that was the first time i got to work a club you know since everything had gotten shut down in march so basically um six months of uh not being a stand-up you know but you know the whole time i was there it jobs were you know not consistent because some of the clubs that i worked you know were backed up because they were you know, they had to cancel X amount of months of shows, and so it's really just hard to kind of get a groove, and, you know, there's only two clubs in Oklahoma City, there's not a ton of open mics, and so there's a number of reasons, but anyway, my point is, is that the whole time I was there, you know, I was, I, I had, I had made it very clear to, to Ashton that I was gonna have to come back home, at least for a while, because, uh, as you guys may or may not know, I don't even know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but back in 2020, um, Ashton, um, it's weird cause I'm calling her Ashton now instead of my girlfriend, which is odd and saying X just sounds so like different. I don't really want to use that word right now. Um, even though she is my ex-girlfriend, I, um, 
you know, she was in 2020, right before COVID, you know, she was going out to Oklahoma because she was going to take over the watermelons. Like it was going to be her deal. You know, her dad's kind of getting older and he just doesn't really want to do it anymore. So she was going to take it over. She was going to go all in. So she was going to leave, you know, and do that. And, you know, we kind of talked about how that would work and whatnot. And, you know, she knew that I had to be in LA to do what I wanted to do. And then COVID happened. So all that kind of changed because, you know, I, I wrote it out for a couple months, but made the decision to come, you know, out, go out to Oklahoma. Cause you know, I just didn't want to be, you know, I, I talked about it before, but if you're new here, <laughs> um, we had a very expensive apartment, uh, in like, kind of like the Beverly Hills area during this time. And it was, it was more expensive. It was way out of our budget, you know, um, that we were looking to spend, but it was really nice, you know, she really liked it, and I really liked it too, like, it was a perfect neighborhood, it was a very safe neighborhood, you know, it's right by Beverly Hills, like, literally, like, a block over was Beverly Hills, so we got, like, Beverly Hills police patrolling our neighborhood, you know, quite a bit, it was a neighborhood, you know, like, I would go on a lot of walks, I would, you know, listen to podcasts and walk around, because it was safe, you know, and, yeah, I could walk to work, I could, I could walk to the gym, I could walk to, you know, open mics, that was, it was very convenient, so we justified paying the extra money, um, for, uh, you know, we justified spending the extra money, because it, it made our lives, you know, considerably ease, because before that, we were, we were living in Sherman Oaks, and, you know, she and I would both have to drive into Beverly Hills and West Hollywood for work, and, you know, it's not far, it's like nine or ten miles, but like, depending on what time you go, you know, in the morning, it could take you, you know, 45 minutes, it could take you an hour, and we just, were spending a lot of time in the car, so we decided just to move over, and, you know, just have our lives be easier, and it was, like, you know, we both were allowed, we got to spend more time together, and, you know, it was great, um, but then, when the COVID happened, and the shutdown, and once it kind of became clear that this was going to last for more than two weeks, I didn't, you know, I wasn't working, obviously, I was non-essential, and I didn't feel comfortable, you know, letting her pay the rent while I wasn't working, because that's just too much money, dude, $2,500, like, just, and so my thought was, like, maybe we can get out of the lease, and, you know, whatever, and then I'll just go out to Oklahoma for a little bit, and then we'll get a new place, you know, when I come back, and whatever, that was kind of the plan, and then obviously COVID dragged on and on and on, do I say dragged or drugged, drug, drug, drug on, dragged on, I don't know, I wish I had an assistant here, look that up for me, Jamie, I think it's dragged on, but anyway, um, and you know, but my point was, she was going to go out there and take over anyway, um, but, um, you know, when I went there and as, like I said, as I, st as I stayed there for longer, I was like, Hey, like, you know, I'm make the most of this here, you know, but I'm going to have to go back to LA. And she's like, no, I know, you know, like, you know, that's fine. Like you have to, you have to go cause that's where you need to be. And we, we understood it, you know, and as I was in Oklahoma, you know, as COVID lasted longer and longer and, you know, I, I really tried to make it work for me because, you know, I, I, I want to be a 
big name comic. You know, I really do. <laughs> I could, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I'd like to be somewhat famous. I don't necessarily. I mean, I would love to be Joe Rogan famous, but it's just different. Like, I would like to be famous enough to sell tickets. You know, when I perform in places, so that people will come see me, and that's what I want. And but I'm also okay with just being a working comic, you know? If I can make 100% of my living just doing comedy, I'm kind of happy doing that too. The fame, you know, could could come, but if I'm making a living and supporting my family um, with comedy, like, that's what I want. But at the same time, to be kind of famous or whatever, like, unless you just really blow up on the internet, you kind of have to be in you know, an L.A. or New York market, you know, so that's why, you know, the whole time I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna have to go back home, gonna have to go back home, and, and she was, you know, she understood, and there was never, like, a debate as far as, you know, no, I don't want you to go, like, there was never a conversation like that, because if I'm being honest, like, if there was that conversation, you know, I might have, I might have just stayed, because, you know, it was hard to leave, but I, I was doing what I felt was right by coming out, by coming back and try to, you know, continue pushing towards what my ultimate goal was. Um, but in that, uh, I don't know, man. I, um, you know, she was uh, coming out here this weekend. And, you know, full disclosure, you know, we had a talk a few weeks ago where I was, you know, a little upset that, you know, we weren't talking as much. And, you know, long-distance relationships are hard. I've never been in one. This is my first time. But, you know, for me, it was worth it because, you know, my plan was what our plan always was. And that was to work to a place, work to get to a place where I was relevant enough in the business to not necessarily need to live in LA. Like, you know, my family's here and whatnot, so like this is always gonna be home for me. You know, I always have a place to stay with, you know, my brother or my brothers or, you know, I could always stay with a friend or, you know, just stay in a hotel or something. But like I'm you know, I grew up here, so it's always gonna be home. But, you know, I would be silly it would be silly like I, if I wasn't if I was famous, for example, then it's different. I could just fucking buy a house here, buy a house in Oklahoma, you know, fucking buy one somewhere else, like, you know, we're talking that kind of money, but I wanted to get to the point where, you know, I could have, we could have a really nice house in Oklahoma, which would probably cost, a f not probably, it would cost a fraction of what we would pay for a fucking shithole in L.A., and then have a little place maybe that we rented or, you know, keep a room at one of my brother's places or just something to where I could go back and forth. But, like, have our main place be right there, you know, in Oklahoma because, I, I, you know, ultimately I knew that she would be happier there. And, you know, it's just cheaper and, you know, you got to think long term, you know. And so that was always kind of the plan. And then... uh being here over the last year, at some point, um, that plan changed for her.
and I can't quite picture where that happened. Um, you know, I it's just hard because you know since I've been here, you know we you know she would come out here, you know she came out here a few times. Um, she came out here when I ran the marathon, and I th think she came out here shortly after Christmas, like in January, and then she came back. Like She's been back here like three or four times, and then I've been in Oklahoma quite a few times because I had a gig, you know, in the Dallas area, had gigs in Oklahoma, and we, we kind of like had this system of where, okay, I'm performing near here, so on my off days or whatever, or like after my gig, I'll go and spend some time with you. You know, I spent, I sp I'm trying to remember, I spent Christmas with her family, and I think we spent, I think I spent Thanksgiving with my family. It's so hard to remember now, but that was kind of like the agreement that we had, and we had a system, you know, like I said, I would perform near her, and then we would, she would pick me up at the airport, and you know, we would go or, you know, whatever it was. So that was kind of the system, and we were going to work towards that ultimate goal. I mean, I have big goals. I had goals of turning, you know, the farm into, like, something kind of like the silos, like Chip and Joanna. Like, I mean, you know, I have very high aspirations of myself, and maybe it's to a fault, but I just, I don't know, I, I've always dreamed big. And like I said, maybe it's to a fault, but, you know, if you're not going to go hard, why go, you know? So I always had this vision of like peop me becoming famous as a standup. And obviously she's a big part of my standup and, you know, gaining fans and popularity and notoriety and people coming and being really familiar with this watermelon farm and Oklahoma material and wanting to come see it and turning it into like a bit of a tourist attraction where people could come and, you know, maybe pick their own watermelon or buy their own watermelon or, you know, have watermelon wine or watermelon edibles and sell little watermelon souvenirs and, you know, maybe even have a comedy club somewhere around there, you know, kind of like a Dave Chappelle kind of thing in the middle. Like, I mean, I, I think that stuff, you know, like I've always been, you know, kind of forward thinking in that. And I don't know, like I said, I thought we had a system but, you know, a few weeks ago we had this conversation that I was kind of just feeling not like, just like not as much, not as close as we normally are because we're very close. And, you know, it's kind of like we almost broke up, you know, it's kind of like I feel like we're about to break up and I don't, I don't want that, you know, and, you know, I don't need to get into full details of the conversation, but basically the end of the conversation, the, the, summary was like we both agreed that we wanted to be together you know even though we were long distance that we were going to try to make it work and just continue working towards that goal that we had and then she came out here this past weekend and I don't know you guys like I just I have I mean I'm I'm no spring chicken. Like, I've been around. I've been in enough relationships now to where I just, I don't know, man. I just, something fell off. So, I asked her, 
if she had come out here to break up with me. Like, it was kind of a joke, but, like, you know, considering the talk that we had a few weeks ago, you know, and I wanted her to be like, no, of course not. Like, you know, because I had all this stuff planned. And she's like, no, you know, but, you know, I do want to talk to you about some things. And then we talked about some things. And at the end of that talk, you know, she told me that, you know, we weren't going to be together anymore. And I fought, I fought, I fought. I was like, no, that's not what I want. And, you know, she said that she didn't, you know, see a future with me. And, you know, obviously that hurt because that's all I've pictured since, you know, since, you know, I, I've talked about it on, I talked about it on here before, I think, at some point. But, you know, when, when, when she and I met, I was, you know, three years into comedy, you know, just kind of starting to work the road, like, on a, you know, kind of a regular basis, you know, nowhere near as much as I'm on the road now, because now I'm, you know, headlining and featuring everywhere, where at that point I was just emceeing everywhere, but, you know, it's kind of starting to go on the road a little bit, and, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to be a fucking rock star, dude, I wanted to, you know, like bang chicks on the road, dude, like, that's the fucking life, right, you know, and also, it's just like, you know, I live in LA, and it's just like, there's just so much, you know, opportunity, like, I was, you know, I was, I've always, not, I haven't always been a single guy, I've always been, not always, but like, I've been in long relationships, you know, my first real relationship after high school, you know, was three years, and then, you know, I was single for, what, three years, so that was from 2000 to 2003, and then I was single for five years, and then in 2008, I got into a four-year relationship, you know, and then from 2012 to 2015, I was single again, and then Ashton came along, and it was just like, I wasn't in the space where I thought I wanted to be in a relationship, and, you know, from the moment I started hanging out with her, you know, you guys know the story, like, I thought she was very attractive, <laughs> I was very attracted to her. I remember when she came in to interview at the gym and I told the boss, not the boss, but like the manager that was interviewing her, I was like, yo, she's hired. She had like a nice little business dress and, you know, she had her hair done and I just thought, I thought she looked, you know, really pretty and, you know, if you've ever met her, you know, she's got these beautiful blue, you know, greenish eyes and she's got this beautiful smile and she just has an innocence about her, and, you know, it really, it really comes out of her, um, and so, yeah, like, of course, I was attracted to her, but at the same time, like, you know, I knew that she had just moved here from Oklahoma, and I just, you know, didn't want to just fucking hit on her, like, guys at the gym were hitting on her, but, you know, she was nice to me, I was nice to her, and I invited her to one of my comedy shows one night, kind of, like, see, you know, just what, what was going on with Ashton, you know, and she came, you know, and, uh, I remember, uh, I tried to see if she wanted to hang out afterwards, like, you know, kind of see what, what, what's, what's Ashton's deal, and she was just like, no, I'm gonna go, you know, it's, it's kind of late, and I was like, damn it, okay, you know, and then I remember, uh, my clients had a party, like a New Year's party, and I didn't want to go, because I hated my client, but it was a really nice house, and uh, Ashton got invited because so one of my clients, so I used to train this gay couple, and uh, 
they both loved Ashton, but one of them really loved Ashton because he was from Oklahoma as well. And so they invited her, and they invited me too. I just was like, no, I'm not going. But she went. And I remember when my client came back, he was like, oh my goodness, Ashton had this dress on, and she looked beautiful. I was like, yeah, I know. Like, she's she's really pretty. Like, I, I know. And he's like, I'm just saying, you know. And I was like, yeah. And, uh, then, you know, a few weeks later, she and I started hanging out, but, like, just as friends, you know, she had offered to pick me up from the airport, which is, like, fucking what, dude? If you can get someone to pick you up from the airport in L.A., dude, fucking, that's either a family member or a really good fucking friend or someone that you need to consider relationship material, you know? And so, we hung out that night that she picked me up, and it just, just, I was just being friends, dude. Like, I just wanted to be a gentleman, you know? And then we hung out again, like, we just had, like, you know, she just came over, and we just hung out, and, you know, then finally, you know, she sent me a random text, you know, we were text, and like I said, I had an interest, but I wasn't going to pursue it, because she was a great girl, and I just didn't know if I was ready for that yet, but then she was like, are you going to try something on me, or do I have to throw myself at you, or something like that, you know, she hates that I tell people that story, but that's how it was, you know, <laughs> and now it's just like, well, I mean, yeah, dude, you know, and the next time we hung out, you know, <laughs> things got more physical, and, you know, seven years later, she broke my heart, like, I don't, <laughs> you know, but, it's just like, you know, to have, uh, and, I, and I don't know what, you know, I know what she told me, and I, I believe her, because she's my best friend, and she's the type of person to not lie to me, you know, and to not, but also, she's also the type of person that probably wouldn't want to hurt me either, so I don't think there's anybody else or anything like that, I just think that, you know, she knows that I need to be doing what I'm doing and continue pushing towards my career goal and she's falling in love with, you know, being out in the country again and, you know, doing farming. And she really is happy there, which is why, you know, while I was out there, I tried to entertain living there. Because, like I said, you know, like, do I want to be a name? Do I want to sell tickets? Fucking yes. Like, do I want to have to go to a club and have to add, you know, a third show on Saturday night because tickets to the first two sold out and the rest of the weekend? Is, I would fucking love that, dude. But also, I would just love to just be a comic and not have to fucking, you know, I love, you know, I love personal training. I've been doing it for, you know, 21 years, but, you know, I can't do it forever, you know, and if I can do comedy forever, I can't do that forever either. But like, if I can just make my living from comedy, that can help me towards my next future career goals, which is open a comedy club somewhere and so forth. And so, um kind of going around in circles, but I entertained staying in Oklahoma while I was there. That's why I made the most out of it, you guys. I was still on the road, you know, and, and I did, you know, I've talked about it on here, but, like, I did find that it was a lot easier um, getting places from Oklahoma because there was a lot of gigs that I was able to drive to that, you know, I, I wasn't always able to drive to because, obviously, if I'm in L.A., you know, and I got a job in Oklahoma, I can't fucking drive there, I gotta fly there, 
if I drive there, you know, I better be there for a couple weeks because that's a fucking two-day drive. It's a 20-hour drive. I made it a bunch of times. I'm very familiar with it. I know all the stops. I know all the places I'm going to eat when I go down I-40, you know. But when I was in Oklahoma, you know, I was able to go, you know, Kansas City, you know, down to Dallas a bunch of times, down to Austin a bunch of times, El Paso, Little Rock, Arkansas, fucking Wichita, like all these places that normally I have to fly to and cut into my profit margin, I was able to drive to. And so that's why, you know, for me, you know, I love my family. I love my friends, you know, especially like, you know, my baseball friends that I've known forever. Like, you know, I don't really have anybody. I have a couple people that, you know, do good things for me in comedy and that are mentors to me. But like, there's not a ton of people that I'm really close friends with. And I've kind of realized that over the last couple of years, there's, you know, maybe a handful of people, you know, but everybody else, it's just, you know, like I'm cool with people, but, you know, I don't have these crazy, insane bonds with people. And, and it's partially my fault, you know, because I didn't like do like the whole open mic circuit and have that like, quote unquote, you know, grind of doing that while you're new. Like I was doing shows from the jump, you know, like shows at comedy clubs and you know, reaching out to people, like, I, I recognized that, my, I mean, my first show was a show, it wasn't even an open mic, like, I just got on stage and did my fucking time at a real comedy club, you know, in front of a real audience, and then I went to open mics, because people told me that that's what I had to do, and I went, and I'm like, this fucking sucks, dude, like, nobody laughs, you know, I, I scrapped a good amount of jokes that I would try at the open mics, because they weren't getting any love at the open mics, you know, and then, you know, I realized, I was, yeah, I don't want to fucking, I don't want to do open mics. I just want to do comedy clubs. So because of that, though, I, I, I feel like I didn't get that, like, quote-unquote class of people that kind of start together. They're going to all the open mics together. You know, I know people that, like, kind of start at the same time as me, you know. But, like, we just didn't have that because I didn't do the open mics. I was just doing clubs and, you know, I was helping book bringer shows but i was at a comedy club so i didn't fucking care dude like i was doing real audiences and you know getting on shows at the improv and such and so i don't have a lot of close friends in comedy um so like for me to beat oklahoma was like yeah well man i could do it um but like the reason i don't have oh I, sorry that's what i was gonna say i feel like the reason I don't have those close friends is because I was too busy trying to do clubs. And then when I kind of learned about how to get on the road, like my focus was going on the road and doing shows, even though I was only emceeing and losing money. I don't remember who I was talking about this with the other day, but you know, it's like I lost a lot of money on a lot of gigs early on in my career because I just wanted to do them and get in with these clubs so that I could move up, you know, and I was still training. So that gave me the money to be able to do that, but, you know, anyway, but when I was in Oklahoma, so that was, anyway, so, God, I'm going all over the place, I'm sorry, but when I was in Oklahoma, like I said, you know, still doing comedy, but the scene in Oklahoma City, like, I'm sorry, you know, I just, they don't have enough opportunity to get on stage as much as I, I, I need to and I'm used to, you know, so, even though I knew that it would make Ashton happy if I stayed in Oklahoma, or if she, st I, I knew that she would be happiest in Oklahoma. 
like without a doubt. So I, for myself, because I loved her, you know, did everything I can to make it work so that I could just do it. Like, you know, like I, I did want to come home. There was always that. But like I really did s- try to see what it was like in Oklahoma. And I just and I couldn't make money, you know, like I wasn't making enough doing stand up. You know, so I was working a job, but the job wasn't really paying. And like, I worked at this gym, but like, just wasn't paying enough money, dude. And I was just like, I gotta go back to LA, dude. Like, it's more expensive, but I can make way more money, you know, going back. And so, you know, like I said, it was always me telling her that I was gonna go back, even just for a little bit. And also just because I always felt like, you know, I left, oh, I left California not on my own terms. You know, the pandemic kind of forced me out. I was in a situation where, I did what I thought was best for the situation, you know, to save money, but also to be with my girl, you know, and, you know, y- we all remember, like, how shitty it was to be locked up in our apartment. Well, th- picture me being there by myself and not being able to have any interaction with anybody. I'm just like, yeah, dude, like, why not? Why not have me go out and get to be with my girl who I probably w- wouldn't see for a few months anyway because, you know, she spends all the summers in Oklahoma for the watermelons and so... Um, yeah, you know, I talk about it now, it was the best decision that I, I made, I think, during COVID, was just doing that and recognizing what it was, and, you know, LA, there's still people wearing fucking masks in LA, dude, there's still fucking people that are hung up on COVID, the fuck out of here with that shit, so, um, so it was always a discussion that I was going to come back, at least for a while, you know, just to kind of, like, if I did leave, to leave on my own terms, She was supportive of me, like, you know, I'm telling you guys this, and maybe in her heart she wasn't, but she never told me, you know, stay here, like, with me, and, you know, it was always like, yeah, like, you need to go back and, you know, work towards that goal, you know, and so, this is why it's kind of just so hard for me, um, that now she doesn't see a future with me, when it's like, this is our plan, dude, like, you knew I had to come back, and it sucks, because it's like, (sighs) I love her, you know, and, you know, during our breakup, and everything, like, I I fought, I, I want you guys to know that, like, I didn't, I'm not happy about the breakup, at all, like, I'm, I'm devastated, I'm brokenhearted, I'm sad, I, I just never, the thing is with me, you guys, is I don't get into relationships. I'm not like a serial, you know, I've had three long, I guess I had four, but like the one was like so short, so just three long relationships, three years, four years, seven years, but I don't, you know, just get with it, like, you know, if I, if I commit to somebody, it's because I can see myself with that person, like, forever, you know? And as we, you know, moved in together and, you know, stayed together and then got our, you know, I just, I'm like, yeah, like, this is, this is my future, dude. I want to spend the rest of my life with this, with this girl. And, you know, and I would tell her that, you know, I think that people know that I, you know, I'm not crazy about kids. Like, I'm impartial. Like, I think I want one or two, but, like, I just don't know. And, but also, like because of the way I grew up, you know, and because of my career aspirations and just everything that I've wanted to achieve, it's just like, 
in my mind, you guys, in my mind, I've always wanted to make sure I was at a point in my career that I wanted to be at before I got married and had kids. That's always been my goal. You know, and I've always been honest with that. And I was always honest with that about her, uh, about that with her. Like, you know, even talking about marriage and, you know, we, we had set a date, you know, for the marriage, even though I never got a ring. Um, you know, I was always honest with her. Like, I think like, you know, some guys in their relationship, you know, they talk about they're, they're scared about getting married or whatever. They kind of lead the girl on. And I was always very honest. It's like, I just want to be able to know, I, I wanted to be able to look at her dad and be like, I'm going to marry your daughter because I know I can take care of her. Because that's what a dad wants. You know, when when you ask for his daughter's hand in marriage, you know, he wants to know that you're going to take care of that. He doesn't have to worry about. And I couldn't, you know, and it fucking sucks, dude. Like, it's, it's my biggest, I don't want to say regret, because I don't regret it. Like, I don't regret following my dreams. Like, I refuse to give up, dude. I've come too far been through too much for too long to just fucking give up and live a normal life and work some fucking shitty job that I fucking hate dude like I don't want to do that you know but (laughs) it's one of those things where because of that you know I think I think I'm a good boyfriend, you know, you'll have to ask all my ex-girlfriends, but, like, it's a struggle sometimes, man, like, you know, I, I joke about it, but, like, you know, she made more money than me a lot of the time, you know, there were times, you know, training and comedy are both two businesses that are very inconsistent, you know, clients come and go, clients cancel, you know, jobs come and go, I'm not at the place in my comedy career where I know how much money I'm going to make this year, like, I'm just not there yet. Like, I wish I was, dude, but I'm not. And, you know, it's just, I wanted to be able to know that I could support her. And I told her that a million times. I'm like, and and she never, ever in the seven years were like, hey, like, I want to get married. Like, you know, she's very, I think, not skeptical about marriage, but, you know, her mom's been divorced five times, her dad's been divorced three times, like, she's not in a rush, (laughs) is all I'm saying, but there's never a point where she's just like, hey, like, are we gonna get married, because if that was the case, then maybe I'm like, hey, if you really want to, like, I can't support you, but if you want to get married, let's fucking get married, dude, but she never said that, and so, you know, so when, when we're breaking up and she's telling me that she doesn't see a future with me because she wants to be on the farm, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, dude, like, if that's what you want, dude, like, I'll fucking move to Oklahoma, you know, I made comedy work, you know, for, you know, a couple, the couple years that I was down there, I, mean, I wasn't down there for a couple years, but like, you know, from, from the time I started working in September till I left, you know, I, I worked quite a bit, you know, and it's like, I'm only going to continue to get better, and 
I was like, hey, like, I'll fucking, like, I'll move back, dude, if that's what it takes to keep you, like, I want you guys to know this, like, I told her that I would go back, and she said no, and it, it just, it, it hurt me so much, because it's just not what you want to hear from the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with, and the person that you thought you were going to spend the rest of your life with, and you know, from your best friend, and, you know, I don't know, like I said, what happened, you know, in me being gone, other than just me being gone, you know, and it's, it's a decision that I'm gonna, if, if you know, if she doesn't take me back, which, I don't know, you guys, like, I'm, d I'm telling you, because this is just me being honest, but I would fucking move back to be with her I would if she asked me to and I wouldn't be giving up you know I wouldn't be settling it's cause I, c I know that I can still fucking make a name for myself no matter where I'm at I just think there's a better opportunity for me here you know if I'm doing a show anywhere near LA you just never know who's gonna be in the audience you know, I mean, I have, you just never know, you know, you have a killer set, and the right person's in the audience, your life has changed forever, dude, if I do a fucking amazing set at the Looney Bin in Oklahoma City, or at Bricktown in Oklahoma City, there's probably not going to be anybody there that can change my life, you know, unless it's someone that wants me to, you know, perform for their oil company or something, you know what I mean, it's just like, the opportunity to be quote-unquote discovered is so much better here in LA but that being said you know I know what real love is and I know how I feel about her and I know that you know even though we're so opposite that uh you know we made it work dude like I loved the fact that we were so different because it's just like we had our own lives dude like I mean, the whole time we were together, we had our fucking Facebook status the same. Like, it stayed single the whole time we were together. Because it was like, you know, people knew we were together. People that knew me knew that we were together. He went and knew her. But, you know, we've never been one of those couples to just constantly post on social media, you know, pictures. And, like, you know, like, of course, like, I love posting a picture of something cool that we did or somewhere cool that we went or just, you know, something, because she was my biggest, you know, she was my biggest cheerleader, you know, she did so much, God, I can't tell you guys how much, how much she bailed me out, dude, like, you know, I, t I told a story on a podcast years ago uh, about when we were together, she and I, and my car got impounded, or not impounded, fucking repossessed, and it was very early on in our relationship. I mean, at this point, I want to say we'd have been dating for like three or four months. And uh, she was just like <laughs> going through my closet and trying to find things that I could sell, DVDs and all this shit that I could sell to get the money to get my car. And I was just like, oh, there's not enough money in there to get my fucking car back, dude. But, you know, that's that's ride or die, you know, and... I can't tell you how much time, how many times I, you know, 
was short on rent or whatever, and, you know, she, she was there, man, like, really fucking supportive, and, 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 you know, and maybe that's part of the reason why, you know, she doesn't want to stay in a relationship with me right now, I don't know, like, I just know what she told me, and to what she told me, it's just that she doesn't see me on the farm, but, like I said, you guys, I, I told her I would go back, and I would, you know, like I said, I wouldn't consider it giving up. I wouldn't give up stand-up. I would keep doing it. I would just do it from there. Because I want to be with her. And I, I don't want, you know, I don't know if I'll post about it or whatever. But um, that's what I want, you know. But it's it's not it's not up to me, you know. Like I said, I offered to move back. She said no. I told her not to do what she was doing. I begged her to not do it and she was very insistent on that you know so it's it's just like I don't know what to do you know it's 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 an empty feeling for sure um I, I cry a lot <laughs> um you know I hope that you know over time she realizes that she misses me I hope you know and if that's not the case, then, you know, I'm sure time, just like it always does, will heal me. And, you know, but I, I'm, I can't, I'm not even thinking about a life without her yet because I still have hope for us. I, I, I would like to think that seven years and, you know, years of planning a future together and such is worth something um but i don't know you guys and so you know i'm hurting i'm hot um but i've also been here before if you guys know anything about me you know i've been through probably more shit than you know a person should go through in a lifetime from you know, my mom dying to my grandma, who was like my second mom, dying to both my grandparents, who I was very close with dying. I mean, grandparents died, but mine died a little bit early to, you know, to my dad dying to fucking getting my car repossessed and just all all this stuff. And now, you know, and then, and then COVID, you know, I mean, that was... COVID fucked me up, dude. Like, I mean, it fucked a lot of people up. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm the only one who was affected by it, but, like, I had shit going on, and it's been really tough to kind of, like, restart everything because of how many comedy clubs closed. And, you know, I've told you guys, like, you know, I had all 30 cities of the MLB tour mapped out and booked for last year or for 2020. And then when I reached out to a lot of the places for, you know, to do it this year, places that I had shows booked were like, actually, no, we need, you know, a guarantee that you're going to get 300 people out or whatever. It's just like, you know, a lot of places that I had shows that fucking didn't let me reschedule my dates, you know, comedy clubs that, you know, not even the, you know, in the major league baseball cities, but just other comedy clubs I work, you know still haven't given me my days back and some of them it's you know it's it's a booker that does it so i'm just like hey man like it's been really hard to get going but like you know i i do 
I have still done a lot and made, you know, the most of every opportunity. Um, but it's, it's been hard, you know, but like I, I, I just, I always bounce back. Sometimes it takes me longer, you know, I, I've been here before, you know, I know what to do, what not to do, and I know that she knows that I love her. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that she knows that I love her, and that I would, you know, fucking pack my shit and go out there to be with her. Like, I know she knows that, and that's all I can do. You know, as a person, you know, and everyone's like, you know, you did, do you want to get back with her? I'm like, yeah, dude, like, I didn't want the breakup, you know? So, you know, I just got to keep moving and doing my best. I'm going to always do my best, but in this instance, it's just going to be a little bit harder to do my best, but I just have to keep on doing that because, like I told you guys, I've come too far at this point to just give up, dude, and now, I'll make a compromise, like I said, you know, I'll go out there, if that's on the table at some point, but, I'm not fucking giving up, dude, there's, there's never, I'll fucking, you know, that's why my, that's why my hoodies say, get laughs or die trying, because, I'm gonna fucking ride this shit out, and I'm not gonna kill myself, I'd be lying if I said I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't consider it, uh, but it's just, you know, it, when the depression creeps in and the anxiety and just all that stuff, like, I totally understand why people do it, and it, it crossed my mind, but I, I'm not suicidal, trust me, I just, it's tough, but I'm just gonna, you know, I keep working out, keep writing, keep trying to book gigs, you know, I've got a couple auditions this week, like, it just, it's always... You know, that's the thing about being in this business is, like, you're always just one piece of content away or one, you know, video. Like, I posted a fucking clip on YouTube or on uh, on Instagram that got, like, 120 shares or something. And it's just, like, yeah, dude, like, I'm fucking, it just, you just need, I just need help sometimes, you know, so... I'll ask you guys, you know, I know I've asked you before, but, you know, if there's, you know, if you guys see a clip of mine that you think is funny, share it, man, that shit fucking helps, man, it helps boost my signal, people see that, and then they start following me, and, you know, so whether it's, whether it's YouTube, or TikTok, or Facebook, or Instagram, or Twitter, like, retweet, share, share the podcast, that's why I asked you guys to review the podcast, like, all those things that you do help me, and like I said, if you're listening to this, I know you want to help me, I just got to keep moving forward, and, you know, I can use all the help I can get, um, so, you know, I'm sorry that this was a, a sad podcast, but, you know, I'm, I'm real, I've always been real, and I'm being real with you guys, it hurts, I love her, I miss her, she was my best friend, and, uh, you know, it is what it is, man, it sucks, <laughs> but I gotta keep fighting, man, I've got a lot of people 
depending on me and I depend on myself you know so um so yeah that's it um I really appreciate you guys uh fucking listening if you're still listening after you know an hour of me crying but you know I just it had to be said and uh, it's probably gonna be a while (laughs) before I can make it funny on stage um so in the meantime that's just this is my outlet so thank you guys for listening this has been the camera at 10 pounds and i'll see you guys next week more